Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. If you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. You know what I came here to talk about. You already know there have been some developments of other stories and we will get to them eventually, but you already know what I came here to talk about. And I know that you want to talk about it. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't have pressed play because the title of this episode lets you know what I was coming here to talk about. But before we get into that, um oh god, I got to talk about myself personally. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm in a weird season right now where I just want to go put on a dress and be cute uh for with my husband. Um I don't know what's going on with me and why I feel this way, but I have been just I don't know I don't know what this season is for me um it started when I like I bought some of the pieces from Target's uh Faye Noel uh collection and it's just been going your girl has been feeling herself a little bit um not entirely sure why that's happening and what's going on with me and what's what but I, I'm, I'm here for it I'm gonna embrace whatever whatever this is, um, because I've never experienced it before, but yeah, your girl's feeling herself. Um, also getting ready for a, an upcoming event that just between you and I, I don't necessarily want to go to, but there's a lot of people I respect that's going to be there. And you know, I don't, we're going to be in pictures and I, I got to look like something as, as my husband would say, I got to look like something. So yeah, y'all, um, that's what's going on in personal life. Your niece is flourishing. She is just a darling, a doll. She now says big words like actually. And what did she say? Adventure the other day. I'm ready for my adventure. Like, cause we were going to the park. I'm ready to go on an adventure. Like you are, <laughs> you are girlfriend. Like if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, cause you know, y'all know if, if she has a, if she only has one cheerleader, it is me. Um, uh, but she has more than one, you know, daddy, daddy, uh, he, he likes to act like he's like the chill parent, but really it's Ra Ra's his over there too. Um, and so he needs to stop fronting for y'all. Uh, what is, so I was trying not, I, I was getting ready to jump right on in, but <laughs> let's recap last week's episode, last week's episode of the podcast, or the, I'm sorry, the week prior, because I took a break. Um, and thank y'all for understanding that your girl needs a break. Thank you so much to everyone who understands that producing this show every week can be a lot going through the news and sometimes seeing some pretty horrific things or, you know, disrespectful things or disappointing things, you know, it's just, it can be a lot. So I appreciate y'all so much for understanding that, you know, on occasion, Whitney just wants to enjoy her Wednesday or Thursday. Um, appreciate y'all appreciate y'all but last week's episode not last I just said that Whitney Elise um <laughs> the previous week's episode of this here podcast is here raggedy podcast uh was just not so hilarious you can go back and listen to that but y'all know what I was talking about that lady talking badly about trans people and wanting to own periods and I said girl you can have this period like I I got what I needed out of it (laughs) I got what I needed out of this whole menstruation thing I'm not good I'm not here to gatekeep bleeding every month I'm not here to gatekeep these cramps y'all can have it it has been a terror in my life since I was in fifth fifth grade yeah fifth grade while we're playing with Barbies and stuff like that. Yeah. Going into womanhood. I don't like that. Um, should have been enjoying my childhood instead. I'm learning how to like, I'm going to save you the gross details. You get the point. The point is just hilarious. Um, and you know, some news has come up from that story that someone said that like that, that happened like two years ago or something like that. Like that video was two years old and I was like, okay, what's the point? What's your point? She was still espousing tr- anti-trans rhetoric that is harmful. 
Um, I made a video about this on TikTok the other day, but people don't realize that they're, well, no, they do. They do. They do. People do realize that they're hateful, nasty, you know, comments and stuff like that. They want to say that, oh, it's just, you know, it's just my opinion and this is how I feel and I have a right to my opinion. Yeah, you have a right to your opinion, but acknowledge that your opinions play into a system that murders people. So yeah, you yourself are not murdering people. You yourself as an individual, you are not murdering people, but your words have power and they play into a system that is doing physical harm to people. The average age of a trans person, trans woman specifically, is 35 years old. That's the average lifespan of a trans person. Just to be living in their truth, just to be living in... In, in as who they are, as, as how they've always felt in their bodies, just to live authentically. Their average lifespan is 35. And you're over here trying to gatekeep periods. Girl, you can keep that. Keep that. Keep it. <laughs> I'm tired. Plus, it's expensive. We'll talk about that another time. I'm like, I got to still pay for this stuff. Why, why aren't uh, menstruation products free? I don't understand, like, if all of us as a society just decided we weren't going to buy them anymore, it would be a mess, a literal mess out there. It would be gross and obscene. Um, so I just, I want us to be all aware of that. But that was last week's episode. Um, I didn't dive in the way I just dove in. But, you know, just out here making everybody uncomfortable this week. Y'all know what I came here to talk about, so let's just dive into it. Hit it, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. All right, let's get to it. It's a Saturday. Beautiful day out. Um, some patrons are enjoying a lovely river ride on the riverboat Harriet. They at some point want to need to dock to unload some passengers and in order to bring on new passengers onto the Harriet too. This is in Montgomery, Alabama. They are waiting for a pontoon boat to dock themselves somewhere else so that this larger river boat can dock. That is normal procedural procedure for boats. Um, so I've been told, I don't know anything about a boat. I've never owned a boat. I like to ride boats. Um, uh, but yeah, this is what I've been told. And so, yeah, they are waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, the co-captain of the boat, it is the co-captain. Um, earlier I misspoke and I said a, a security guard. And then later I said a dock worker. This is a, and this is the co-captain of the Harriet gets off the boat, um, and proceeds to move this pontoon. He is immediately met by several different individuals who are yelling at him for moving the boat. He's pointing, and you could see this on camera from many different angles. Thank God for camera phones. Uh, camera phones will be, I'm going to write a piece about how camera phones will be instrumental in, in justice and in, in seeking um, social justice and social justice moments, movements. So nobody take that idea. Um, but yeah, y'all, he goes back and forth with these people. Finally, one of them, one of these people who happened to be white and the co-captain is a black man. One of these individuals runs up and pushes violently pushes this black man. Um, he does a hat toss in the air as if to say, fuck this job. <laughs> Cause right now you are engaging with me. Like you are no longer engaging with the co-captain of the Harriet two riverboat. You are engaging with me now because you have assaulted me. You have not assaulted this job. You have assaulted me. And now I have to, you put me in the position to defend myself. So then instead of it being one on one, which would have been, I don't even like fight videos. I'm going to be really honest. I don't like fight videos. I don't like to watch fight videos. I don't like, mm -mm. I don't like none of that. Uh, yeah. 
so instead of it being one-on-one, several individuals, several other individuals who were with the original individual jump the black man. He ends up knocked down on the ground. At some point, they're on top of him. Now there's other people, other dock workers or other individuals who are just standing by running up to break up the fight. Um, the initial people who get to this rabble at first are trying to literally just break up the fight. They're not trying to add to the fight. They're not trying to continue this, this beat down. Um, they are literally just trying to make the, deescalate the situation. Um, but then these individuals start fighting with them. And the, the, the co-captain who has been knocked down on the ground is now up on his feet and he looks pissed at the same time, a 16 year old who was on the boat, who was working for the same company, um, as the Harriet too, jumps from the boat, swims from the boat to the dock, which was some distance away, pulls himself up onto the dock. There was no, uh, no ladder. Um, so shout out to upper body strength of the youth, the youth them, they're okay. Um, to even the odds, he rings out his, uh, his, his, his clothing. So now he's in, in full clothing, like in full work clothes, collared shirt, khakis, black shoes, full work attire, rings out his things or tosses his shoes aside so he can literally throw hands. So finally, I don't know, I don't know, I didn't see after watching these videos, because I've watched several of them multiple times, more times than I'm I'm proud to admit. No, 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 now I take that back. I'm proud to admit it, and I'll tell you why later. Um, so I didn't see how the boat, how the pontoon was actually moved, but eventually the pontoon was actually moved, and the riverboat is docked. And from this riverboat come many, 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 many black people. Um, starting with a line of black men, most of them shirtless, most of them doing the run up with the skip. That's how you know it's a problem. That is how you know it is a problem. They do a run up, they do a skip and simultaneously in, in one of these videos, cause I told you, I watched several of them multiple times. They do a run up, they do a skip and they simultaneously, three of them simultaneously pull their pants up at the exact same time. I said, oh boy, this is, this is unity. This is a show of unity. Um, white supremacy meet black unity. Uh, and it gets busy. It gets very, very busy. It becomes a very chaotic scene. There's a lot going on. There is these, there are these two younger folks who meet this line of several black Avengers, um, is what I'm calling them. Uh, they, and Hands were thrown, paws were thrown, uh, skibbity paps were dealt. Um, and it is now known as the <laughs> Alabama, the Montgomery, <laughs> lots of names. It has lots of names, but I, I was calling it for, for serious reasons, the Montgomery Riverboat Brawl. Y'all have cut up. Um, I don't like fight videos. I don't like fights. I don't like violence. And I'm ashamed to, I'm actually am ashamed to admit that I got some satisfaction out of this, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I got satisfaction out of this because this story could have gone many different ways. We watch so many black bodies just endure violence. Um, go with me cause I'm getting ready to take you guys on a journey from the black maternal health crisis to I just saw a video of two 11 year olds who were swimming at a pool and the pool manager is screaming at them. And she, she pushes one of them and she pours Coke on one of them and they're standing there stunned because they don't know what they've done to upset this white lady, like two little black kids. Um, we watched a man call the police on a nine year old girl who was killing lantern flies because that's what we've been told to do because they're an invasive species and she was doing her part. And he talked, he, he called the police and told them that there was a little woman, not a nine year old girl, a little woman spraying stuff on the trees and that he was scared that he feared for his life. We watched Ralph. We didn't watch this, but we heard about Ralph Yarl, 
that poor child who was just going to pick up his, his brothers gets shot in the damn head. Shot in the, the head, y'all, for simply knocking on a door. We have watched racialized violence against black bodies since black bodies were brought here, not as immigrants, but as imports. And when I tell you that shit builds up in our systems, it, it is, it is shared. It is spread. You know how keep going with me, ride with me on this. Y'all know how the doctors say that, you know, when you have a baby girl. So when I was pregnant with Emery, Emery had all of the eggs in her that she will have for the rest of her life. So I'm technically, when I was pregnant with Emery, I was also carrying, not pregnant with, but also carrying my grandchildren. And then they talk about like how if a mother endures some type of trauma, especially while she's pregnant, that that DNA, that, that situation gets encoded into the child. So you can imagine what 400 years of trauma, of violence, of, 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 of okayness with violence against black bodies can do to a people. Um, and this felt like a, a release of some sort because we don't know what would have happened to this black man who was simply doing his job. He asked these folks to move their boat. He told them, Hey, this is normal procedure. This is a big ass riverboat. Y'all need to move. Y'all need to get out of here. What is going on y'all? <laughs> like, why is this even an issue? And those folks were in the wrong. They were completely in the wrong. And I know, I know we've been having a good time and we're going to keep having a good time. I just want to talk about a little bit of the nuance that we could be potentially missing as we're kikiing and joking around and laughing, which we should, because this is a big cultural moment. Um, this is a really big cultural moment, but there's a lot of people who are actually upset at what they witness. There's a lot of people in the respectability camp who are like, you know, it should have ended when bruh came down the, the, the ramp and broke up the fight. That should have been it. That should have been all. We should just let it go. I say, fuck that. I say, fuck that because that man didn't know what was going to happen to them. At any point, someone could have come over and shot him. And then what? It's Alabama. Open carry. I don't, these folks could have took this man's life. They could have beat him to a pulp. They could have beat him into disability. Like there were so many things that could have happened um, that as a black person, you prepare yourself. So when I initially saw this come across my timeline, I was upset. I was like, why is this on my timeline? I don't like fight videos. I don't watch fight, fight videos. And it kept coming up and it kept coming up and it kept coming up. And I'm like, all right, let me see what's up with this one. Um, cause I don't like fight videos because I've seen too many videos where things like that turn into the death of another person. You know, I have avoided watching anything with George Floyd. I have avoided watching any of those videos where black people's lives are, are taken. I have avoided watching videos of, you know, Philando Castile, who was, who was in the right, who was doing the right thing. He was telling officers that he had a, a weapon on him. He didn't want them to be afraid. He had his hands up. They told him to go get it. He reached to go get it and they shot him in the chest. What are you supposed to do in that situation? I have read and heard stories about a groom who on his bachelor party the night before he was set to be wed, who was taking a nap in his damn car because he was tired from all the fun he was having being shot by police. No reason. A child resting in the lap of her grandmother and, and her, her grandmother got up to get something. Suddenly a grenade is tossed into their home, burning this child who was also shot at the same time. I don't know how that happened. And the police had the wrong apartment. We have watched this over and over and over and over and over and over again, violence against black bodies. This was due. This was beyond due. Um, 
and I, I keep going back and saying, I don't condone violence, but I do condone fucking around and find out because they could have taken that man's life. And in a show of solidarity, in a powerful show of solidarity, black people said, not this one, not this one, not in front of me, not in front of my family, not in front of, not here, not here on this very dock. You shall not. Um, and it's just, I guess it's the audacity for me that keeps getting me. Um, so let me, let me collect myself and just, and just go through all of the nuance that I witnessed. I'm sure there's more, um, because I just heard that this same family has been causing issues on this very same dock for years now. Apparently, um, with the Harriet too, they have a, a golf cart that they use to transport seniors and um, the disabled folks up to the parking lot so they don't have to walk. Uh, fair enough. This same family took these folks golf cart and drove it up to a hotel that I guess that they were staying at. Audacity, audacity. Like what the hell they found that they found it at the, I think they said the Hilton or uh, the, you know, holiday Inn. one of one of them too. Um, you know, y'all know the hotel changes, chains with H's y'all know. Um, but yeah, they said they've had trouble with this family before. Um, and while we're all enjoying this moment, while we're all laughing at the memes and the songs, cause y'all have cut up, y'all have acted a fool. We need to talk about the nuance. So the first thing we must discuss is the initial attack and why so many people were surprised that so many black people will come to the aid of this, um, this co-captain. There's this expectation of black passivity. And I've said this, I've said this online. There's this expectation of black passivity during these events that there is an expectation that black people will simply sit idly by in the face of violence and cruelty, specifically if that violence is inflicted on by white people. At the same time, there's also a divergent, a divergence from accountability when the assailants are white. There's critics right now. Somebody was got on his social media. Um, I think his name was jean jacket, something or other. And he was upset that a white woman got whopped over the head by a folding chair and I would like to remind that, that man, he was not young. Uh, I was gonna say young man, but he's not young in this case. Um, that, that same white woman was kicking a black man when he was down while several other people were beating on a black man. There is a song called run up, get done up. I'm just saying, um, so critics are condemning the people who went to assist this lone co-captain after you know, they're, they don't have the same criticism for the people who viciously attacked him in the first place. The disgust for the instigators of the entire brawl is missing while their disapproval of the people who came to, who could have potentially saved this co-captain's life is loud. Not enough is being said about the brutality of the people who attacked this man for simply doing his job while too much is being said about those who assisted him. And that is very telling. Not enough is also being said about the audacity it takes to attack a doc, uh, to attack a co-captain in broad daylight in front of an entire crowd of people, many of whom had their cell phones out and were actually recording because we have so many videos and more keep coming out every single day, simply because he told them to move their boat so that a larger boat could dock. There's a certain amount of audacity that would allow a sensible person to suspend all reason and all good sense in order to attack a co-captain who is making a very reasonable request. I want to shout out Sunny Day Jones um, on what the app formerly known as Twitter. God, Elon ass. Um, she said that fight was hilarious. But then you realize those white folks thought they could beat a black man in broad daylight in front of people recording and nothing would happen to them. That part is actually not funny at all. And it's not. It's scary. It's scary when you think about we can do physical harm in front of you. Y'all can have all the videos that you want and nothing will happen to us. Think about the audacity. Think about the depravity of that thought. I can, I can ignore your authority as the worker, as the employee in, in this situation. I can, in, I can ignore not only your authority, I can ignore your personhood. And do physical harm to you because I can and nothing will happen to me. I 
have a question. Would they have to attack that same co-captain if he was white? Or if if he was not a black man? I We can't say for certain, but my personal speculation believes their interaction would have been very different. Watching a man get attacked by more than four men, not because he attacked them, because he didn't. We have video to prove it. Not because he harmed them, but because he was a man with authority that they did not respect in a city with a deep history of racial violence on a river that brought black folks, not as immigrants, but as imports, all collided in one chaotic scene. I want to shout out, I, I want to shout out Nicole Hannah Jones for this tweet. She said, if you understand the history of Montgomery, one of the most prolific slave trading cities in the U.S. turned brutally repressive apartheid regime after and the majority black um, and majority black, but just got its first black mayor. It gives so much more perspective to this video trust. And then she shares the videos, um, of, well, a few videos of the river, the riverboat brawl. Understanding all of this is key to understanding why the riverboat brawl occurred in the first place. The expectation that black people should have shrugged all of this off is very telling the expectation that black people should turn the other cheek while white violence and aggression gets a pass says what culture believes about both black people and white people it says that white people are allowed to behave terribly even to the point of threatening another person's life because they have the privilege to do so it says that black people do not have the right to defend ourselves or our community when attacked in such a way in the words of Langston Hughes, in a poem that he wrote called Warning, it says, Negroes, sweet and docile, meek, humble, and kind, but where the day that they change their mind? Wind in the cotton fields, a gentle breeze, but where the hour it uproots the trees? Or, you know, in other words, to use a cultural colloquialism, fuck around and find out. They fucked around and they found out. We are not taking this anymore. We're not going to let another Jordan Neely or O'Shea Sibley happen in front of us. We're not going to watch people come and commit violence against us. So while many of us are laughing and sharing in the camaraderie of the moment, let's be clear. At the root of all of our elation is the solidarity that we witnessed. It is the solidarity that we saw during the Montgomery Riverboat Brawl, which is bringing us joy. It is the solidarity that made people come to the aid of that co-captain. It made the same solidarity made a 16-year-old jump from a boat and swim to even the odds. It's the same solidarity that made people run from other parts of the dock and off of the boat to that co-captain's defense. It is a solidarity that may have saved that co-captain's life. The same solidarity could have saved so many other lives and so many other incidents. So may we as a culture take note. Solidarity is life-saving. Intervention is life-saving. Community is life-saving. Okay, now that we got all that serious out the way, let's have some fun. <laughs> you people have cut up so badly online in such a way that I am forever changed. I have never laughed so hard about something that has happened. Someone took a bunch of the Riverboat Brawl videos, compiled them together, and made a Good Times intro. Y'all done put a folding fitted chair on the Martin Luther King Memorial statue. I, I can't stop laughing. Y'all have taken, y'all have, it's only been two days. I don't understand how, yeah. I have been laughing about this since we've been watching it. It's just, it's just, oh my gosh. Like there have been so many moments, so many moments, so many valuable, valuable, valuable moments 
where we have been laughing. Y'all done come up with so many different names for this young man who jumped in the water. Someone said, someone called him Bernie Mackerel. Bernie Mackerel. Y'all called him Shaquille O'Gills. Aquaman. Maine. I, um, I've had enough of you guys. <laughs> we have been laughing so hard. Y'all done come up with songs. Fade in the water. Lift every chair and swing. I'm, well, I tell you, I've been screaming, literally screaming, quite literally screaming. Um, because there's so much chaos and there were so many jokes from the chaos. One, one of the, um, uh, the instigators, the initial instigators who, uh, started this whole thing was getting beat up so badly. He chose, he chose the water. He chose to jump into the river. Uh, one lady, uh, who inserted herself unnecessarily got thrown, thrown into the water, y'all thrown into the water. <clears throat> I... <laughs> Lord have mercy. I just, I, I'm, y'all have cut up so poorly and so badly that I'm forever changed. I'm forever changed. Um, an update from the news, um, also known as Philip Lewis. <laughs> if you guys aren't following Philip Lewis on all the platforms, like I believe Philip Lewis is on, he's on the app formerly known as Twitter, but he's on Instagram as well at Phil underscore Lewis underscore um he's a journalist with the culture in mind and i appreciate him so much so 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 much um he's also a senior editor at huff post this is not an ad for him but hey phil um so his latest update from the montgomery authorities just came across my feed so i'm gonna read it to you guys the captain of the riverboat remained away from the dock for 40 to 45 minutes because the private boat was blocking the owners of the boat confronted the co-captain of the riverboat where the obscene uh, were obscene and aggressive um, from the officials. The officials say that the co-captain was just doing his job. 13 people were detained, but were ultimately released. Richard Roberts, 48 year old white male was given a warrant, uh, was issued a warrant uh, for assault in the third degree. Alan Todd, a white male was given a war- um, His warrant is pending. Zachary Shipman, 25 white male warrant is pending um and those are just mis those are misdemeanor charges which i'm like yo what are you kidding me um all the warrants that have been issued were for the owners of the private boat one person is in custody um two people have yet to turn themselves in reggie gray the man who is wielding the folding chair is being asked to contact the police department um, and invest an investigation is ongoing and more charges are likely. I better not see no more charges. I better not. Let me tell you, if they punish those black people more severely than they punish these white folks, you're going to see another one. You're going to see another riverboat brawl because that's not fair. That's not cool. And that's not okay. Um, not okay at all. Um, but yeah, y'all have, y'all have really, truly absolutely cut up in such a way and i've been tickled absolutely tickled uh by this whole riverboat brawl all right let's get into some of these other stories tory lanes is going to jail um he had his sentencing um yesterday at the time of this recording um we are talking wednesday august 9th um so yesterday august 8th tuesday he was sentenced tory lane was Tory Lanez was sentenced to 10 years, 10 years, a decade in prison for the violence that he decided to ensue upon Meg the Stallion. Um, and there's a lot of people in my posts that I made, not a lot, there's just a handful, but there's a few folks in my posts that I made about Meg the Stallion, um, because I didn't say Tory Lanez on my feed, because why, why would I post about him? I posted about Meg because I'm thinking about her and I'm like, yo, I hope this get brings you peace. I hope that you're, you continue to heal well. I hope that you, your foot, your feet are okay. Cause she says she's been having pain in her feet ever since there's still some, shra- I guess there's still some shrapnel in there, um, that causes her pain. 
um, and has to be a, a awful reminder of what she's endured. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that she, she does. Well, I'm hoping that she's well, I'm hoping that she stays well. Um, and I'm hoping that other victims get to see that you don't get to commit violence against people, um, and not be accountable for that. Um, may we, may we exist in a culture that believes and supports victims, um, because I don't understand why so many ridiculous, ridiculous people are coming to the aid of Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez wouldn't spit on y'all if y'all were on fire. Tory Lanez literally did this to himself. All he had, apparently there was a point where he could have taken a plea where he wouldn't have served any jail time. Um, he wouldn't have served any jail time. And I need to put that out there. He wouldn't have served a month of jail time if he had simply taken a plea, but he wanted to be, you know, audacious. And he wanted, he had all this pride about his whole situation and he tried to, you know, pay people to ruin Megan's image, even though she wasn't the one who was even pursuing the charges. She never even, I don't even think she, um, went in to get charges. I don't know how that works. Y'all know, I don't have the language, but, um, but this was this, this was the state of California prosecuting this. Um, so really and truly Tory Lanez really did this to himself. And I I don't want us to miss that. Like it, he had the opportunity to not serve a month, but he would have had to admit that he shot her. And instead of doing that, which we all know that he did, like there's evidence, evidence is a thing y'all. Um, he tried to sow seeds of doubt, seeds of confusion. Um, it was, you know, F Meg, he decided to go on a tour with his little friends and make songs about how Megan is a liar, um, videos about how Megan is a liar. Um, if I did it, you know, I didn't do it, but if I did and all this other stuff like that, he had the time, he had the chance to be a man about this. Yes. A decade is a lot of time. He should have thought about that prior to, and now he's going to jail. So that is what that is. And that is what it's going to be. Um, golly, so many different things happen. <laughs> we spent half this show talking about the riverboat. Um, let's talk about Jennifer Aniston. Um, first of all, it's always been fuck friends. I've never been on the friends train. Uh, I know a lot of people who enjoy that program. Um, y'all got it. I, it's, it's always been fuck friends. Um, I've never really known too much about Jennifer Aniston. Um, outside of the fact that Brad and, you know, the Angelina thing and, you know, that's, that's none of my business. You know, I stay out of people's business. Um, but yeah, she inserted her something herself in something that she did not need to. And this is a very critical discussion that we need to have about allyship. So Jamie Foxx, <laughs> Which this feels really weird. This feels really weird, like a weird transition. But it's not a transition. It's uh it's you'll you'll get it. Um so Jamie Foxx recently posted a a an Instagram post where he is saying, um, they killed a guy named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love, right? And so in doing this he got the attention of some people who were saying, Oh, this is anti-Semitic and this is this, and this is that, and that's not okay. And blah, blah, blah. And the loudest one of those voices was Jennifer freaking Anderson. I'm Aniston, not Anderson. Anderson. Sorry, Miss Jennifer Anderson. I don't know. I'm, I didn't mean that was a mistake. Aniston, Jennifer. And I don't even know a Jennifer Anderson, but God bless her. Um, since we're talking about her, um, Jennifer Aniston, being the loudest. Now let's keep in mind, Jennifer and Jamie are allegedly cool. Like they have each other's contact information, but even if they don't, this could have been a phone call if you were confused. Um, and Jennifer, I guess she was, someone said that she had liked this post 
that Jamie made and she comes back with an Instagram story that says, I didn't like this post. I don't agree with anti-Semitism. Uh, anti-Semitism is wrong and blah, 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 blah. And I am an ally and all that stuff like that, right? Blows this entire conversation out of proportion, right? So Jamie, being Jamie, apparently went around and apologized to his to his Jewish friends. Um, meanwhile, all this is going on. Um, they are the ones that he is calling, the people who he's calling. This is happening over the weekend. And, you know, in the Jewish faith, they have a day of rest. That means, you know, for certain people, um, more observant folks, they wouldn't even have been on their electronics because they don't want to do any work because it's an honor to honor the Sabbath, you know, day of rest. Um, so forgive me. Uh, I'm learning this through um, some Jewish creators. Um, but that what, what I've been told and how I've been educated at this point is that many of the practicing uh, Jews wouldn't have even seen this. They wouldn't have even seen his post. Um, so, you know, a lot of Jamie's friends, the ones who he was calling, um, probably getting their voicemail, obviously, because they don't even have, you know, they wouldn't have even had their phones on, um, let alone have been using them. A lot of them came back to like these really endearing messages from Jamie and they're like, what happened? And then they go see what happened and they're like, but I don't, I wasn't offended. Like, I get what you're saying. You're not saying what Jennifer is saying that you're saying. That's not what you're saying. And then Jamie took the post down and he said, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and everyone who I offended with my post. I know my choice of words have caused offense and I'm sorry. I never... That never was my intent to clarify. I was betrayed by a fake friend and that's what I meant by the they and nothing more. I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Nothing but love always. Jamie Foxx. Lots of hearts. A few emojis. Y'all. Okay. So there's several things that are happening here. Let's talk about it. This is, a, this is why we need more cultural competency. And I made a video that said this. This is why we need more cultural competency and understanding. Because multiple things are true at once. The phrase that Jamie is referring to, it says it in the caption. Hashtag fake friends. Hashtag fake love. Jamie was hurt by somebody. And he posted about it. And Jamie don't be posting about his personal life like that. So for him to be posting about it, he felt a way a way about it right in the black in black culture specifically black christian culture we say that phrase and hear that phrase all the time we're not talking about jewish people we're talking about the people who during when jesus was coming into into there's a specific story let's get biblical there's a specific story when jesus was coming into jerusalem um, and he was riding on the back of the donkey and people were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. And how it was the same people who were saying, crucify him, crucify him. Um, and how people will sing your praises one day and, you know, shout for your worst on another day. That's not anti-Semitic. It's talking about people. Further, that phrase. Hi, I'm sorry. My husband called me. <laughs> Back to Jamie. I'm sorry, y'all. Back to Jamie Foxx. Um, so yeah, there needs to be more cultural competency and more cultural understanding because in the black church, you know, we when we say that phrase, we're talking about Jesus and Judas. Um, G Judas was following Jesus all those years, was a disciple all those years, and was close to Jesus all those years and ended up betraying him. Uh, for a few pieces of silver. And so that's when, when we're talking about it in the black context, we're not talking about Jewish people. We're talking about fake friends. We're talking about the behaviors of people and mo the majority of people get that. Um, so it's really weird that, you know, not weird. Let me not say that. Let me take that back. It's not weird. What it is, is a, is a, a, it, it's a trigger <clears throat> because this phrase has been used 
to harm Jewish people. So looking at it from a black context, people are like, oh, and people will look for any reason to be offended. I say that's not the case because that phrase, they killed Jesus, has been used for millennia to do harm to Jewish people. Um, I was listening to the podcast, um, Higher Learning with Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan Jr. Um, and they were talking to Rabbi uh, Ari Lam. And Rabbi Ari Lam was saying that the proliferation of violence against Jewish folks using that phrase, they killed Jesus, blaming Jewish people for the death of Jesus and any other random thing that could be going on that may be going wrong. It's the Jewish people's fault. It may have had nothing to do with Jewish people and no one needed to die regardless if they were Jewish or not. But Jewish people would have violence enacted upon them um, for simply existing in, as Jewish people. And that's not okay. So I see it from both angles. I'm like, as a black Christian, I'm like, okay, you didn't mean it this way. But looking at it from what I've under, from what I've been taught from Jewish people, it's like, I can see why y'all thought this. Jennifer Aniston is neither black nor Jewish. So how the hell did she become the star of this story? How did she become the star of this story? This is what we're talking about when we're talking about allyship. Now, Jennifer took the time to amplify a fight that didn't need to be amplified. It could have simply been a phone call to say, Hey, Jamie, I, I hope you're feeling well. I know that I saw that you're recovering, uh, X, Y, Z. Hey, I, I want to talk about your recent Instagram post. Um, these words, dot, 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 you, you could see where it's going, or you could wait to hear from actual Jewish people to see what they were saying. Because a lot of the people who I'm interacting with, who I'm like this in discussions with, were not offended. We're not offended at all. Totally understood what was happening here because black Christian culture is not the same as white Christian culture. And you know, white Christian culture has to answer for a lot, a lot of things. Black Christian culture has to answer for a lot of things too. But anti-Semitism is not one of those things. Not one of those things. Um, black Christian culture in many different ways rejects white supremacy in many different ways. It, it, it agrees with white supremacy, but we'll talk about those another day. Um, and those are things that we must hold ourselves accountable to as well. But this is not simple black and white y'all. There's a whole lot of nuance that is present that people are missing. Um, whole lot of nuance that people are missing. Uh, first of all, people think that this is a fight between black people and white people. And that's simply not true. Um, first of all, Jewish people weren't even considered white, white, um, until like the fifties, they were in the same boat as everybody else. Um, and still are in a lot of ways. Um, it's just this adjacency to whiteness in, in American culture. Um, that, you know, we'll talk about that another day. These are, these are deep convoluted conversations that will take entire episodes in and of themselves. Um, but yeah, so that happened. And then, you know, (laughs) there are other people of other racial backgrounds who are also Jewish, like Raven Reveals, who is a wonderful creator, um, I believe on Instagram, definitely on TikTok. Yes, on Instagram too, um, under the same name. She also um, created some content around this. Um, and I saw that after my post, because um, otherwise I would have just shared her post. I wouldn't have, because <laughs> I'm like, you're black and you're Jewish. You have, you, you can have the floor. You can have the whole floor. Because um, I'd rather hear from you than anyone else. Uh, and that's being lost. The nuance there is being lost. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are like, I'm, I'm thankful that he actually apologized. They're saying that, you know, it's, it shows Jamie's heart that he actually apologized. He never meant any harm to anybody. No harm, no foul, blah, 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 blah. I'm on the tip of, I don't think he should have apologized because he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. This was blown out of proportion. A clarification, maybe, Yes. 
but an apology no um and van lathan said something really really that really impacted me um it's that this is not like a Kyrie irving situation where you're doubling down doubling down doubling down in the anti-semitism um this is not a Kanye West situation where you're quadrupling down, quadrupling down, quadrupling down in the anti-Semitism. This is, you know, where Kanye was literally saying, I could say anti-Semitic shit and, and nothing will happen. Um, nail what, nail what, and then loses billions of dollars, but then gets billions of dollars back. Like, I don't, how does that work? Y'all like make this make sense. Um, like why? Anyway, 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 let's not go off into the weeds, Whitney. This is not that. This is not those instances where Kyrie needed to have a conversation with some Jewish folks or where Kanye needs to be back on his meds. Um, No shade to anyone who takes meds, Uh, but this feels like some sort of uh, some sort of break where he needs help. Um, He is not well. And not to say that, you know, mental illness makes you racist or makes you bigoted, but it could amplify behaviors that exist, you know? So maybe after, you know, he gets himself well, then he could have some conversations with some Jewish folks. This ain't that. Jamie wasn't even talking about Jewish folks. Wasn't he referring to Jewish folks? And... I've heard so many pastors use this same phrase, Christian pastors, black Christian pastors in the context of their sermons, heard so many of them use this phrase and not, we're not referring to the, the anti-Semitic hate that, you know, some white folks, some white supremacist folks may have. And so I, y'all know I don't tolerate hatred of any kind, least of all like anti-Semitism. But this ain't that. This is not that. Now on to Jennifer Aniston's ass. <sighs> <clears throat> Jennifer Aniston being central in a largely unnecessary debate between the black and Jewish communities when she herself belongs to neither shows exactly what is wrong with how we negatively force different communities to interact with one another as an alleged ally. It would have been better if Jennifer would have given Jamie Foxx a call or waited until folks from the Jewish community had spoken up Instead, she inserted herself, attempted to make herself look good and ended up throwing Jamie under the bus. What is ballooned into a debate between two communities that have a deep history of working together over misunderstanding a colloquialism could have ended with a simple phone call. Folks who wish to be allies to the communities, to other communities, must take note of this incidence right here. You need to be more curious instead of more combative. Not every situation is a fight. Some co- situations are a conversation. Respectfully seeking understanding is often key to avoiding these conflicts. Jennifer Anderson should have shut up and ate her rice. In the words of Nicki Minaj. So, I'm sorry, Nicki, didn't it? No, she was, Nicki Minaj was talking about Harriet Tubman when she said that. You think Harriet Tubman was sitting in a fancy dress eating her rice? No. Who said that? New York. New York said you should have just sat there and ate your food. Yep. Okay. New York from uh, Flavor of Love. Sorry. I give flowers where flowers are due. New York. Um, nobody asked Jennifer her opinion and she's not involved in these fights, but this is the type of stuff that we have to have. These are the hard conversations we have to have. Um, when we talk about allyship, when we talk about advocacy, when we talk about partnering with one another and helping one another these are conversations we have to have because there's no reason why you as an ally are more outspoken than the jewish community themselves like if follow the lead of the folks you're trying to advocate for also let's 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 rethink how we're building these coalitions because yes while black people and jewish people have a deep history a deep history of working together we have really only work together when defending each other from the bigotries each other have faced. We need to start doing the deep work of getting to know one another as, as communities. 
So, you know, my sister reminded me of this. When we were children, we attended a great church, Salem Baptist Church of Jenkintown. They have now since moved to Abington. We don't attend that church anymore, but we have a lot of love for Salem. We grew up in Salem. I spent my formative years and a good chunk of my young adulthood at Salem Baptist Church. Learned a lot. Shout out to Robert Johnson Smith, the first and the second great men who have gone on to be with the Lord. Um, I learned a lot there. One of the things I embraced and I loved about our church is that early on, we were doing co-worshiping experiences with Jewish um, congregations. Um, And I remember they would come to our church and we would go to their synagogue and we would sit and we would listen to them and we would hear them and they would listen to us and we would hear and we would break bread together and we would talk to each other. And there was, there was, there was human connections being made there. Neither one of us was fighting any bigotries at the moment. We were just existing together. We were just learning about each other and understanding one another, laughing together, um, growing together. And that is one of the, it's really strange that I, I, during this whole um, conversation, I didn't remember that until my older sister told, um, said it to me. And I'm like, he, we did do that. That's something that we did. And that was like an early on thing that I remember from being a child. And I never, like, I appreciate that as being one of the foundations of, of, of my youth that my pastor, my black Christian pastor showed up in a way and presented himself in such a way um, to build community with our, you know, our Jewish neighbors. And I'm like, I really appreciate that. And then, you know, moving from Philly to the suburbs, um, growing up in a school that had a huge Jewish population, you know, more breaking bread. You know, there were, I can't tell you how many bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs I went to. I can't tell you how many times, like I, you know, not necessarily spent the night, but you know, lots of friends and spending Saturdays together. And, you know, that was, that was a big part of like my life, my growing up. And so I'm not saying No, I am saying it. This is exactly what I'm saying. We, if we're going to exist in a world together, we need to have more cultural competency and more cultural understanding of one another. And that is why we need to talk to each other more. We need to have more discussions. Because like like our Elam, Rabbi, the good holy man, Rabbi, I want to make sure I throw the respect on the name that he deserves. The good Rabbi said that he himself was not offended because he himself, he knows black people. He knows black culture. He has an understanding of what that phrase means in that context. It's not a simple, uh, oh, I see this phrase. It's in- instant anti-Semitism. That's not it. That's not it at all. Um, but that takes cultural competency. That takes maturity. That takes understanding. That takes cross-cultural relations. That if we don't have those, you would instantly see that phrase, they killed Jesus as hate when in this context, it is not. I say all that to say this before we jump out of our skin to try to start a fight or to try to defend people, we need to try to have understanding. We need to be more curious. We need to ask questions, ask good questions, ask better questions, because the thing that you may think is someone being offensive could just be something in their culture that they don't, that is innocuous. It doesn't mean anything. Um, so yeah, I just, I wish Jennifer had just not, like girl, not. Um, I was going to talk about these PragerU videos. Um, if you haven't seen them, uh, Florida has, Florida is promoting a group known as PragerU, uh, for their, um, certain videos they have on history and culture. And they have shared a few clips, two of which 
are making rounds on the internet. One is a Frederick Douglass um, talking to children about slavery. Um, and they're using slave, they're using Frederick Douglass, his image to justify slavery um, and to take a dig against people who, you know, are fighting actively against, you know, enslavement and things like that. And then they also used Christopher Columbus, who has a Scottish accent for some reason. I'm like, Christopher Columbus? Wasn't he Spanish? Wasn't he Spanish? He came from Spain? No, the Queen of Spain sent him. He was Italian. Christopher Columbus was Italian. Because I remember, because... I will talk about that another day, but my grits were burned for the amount of people who were trying to defend a statue of Christopher Columbus and saying it's Italian heritage. Yeah. The Italian heritage of, of, let me stop. Let me stop. We all know that Christopher Columbus is trash and there's no reason that he needs to have a holiday and anyone who wants to associate themselves with Christopher Columbus is also trash. Um, and if I was his family members, I would do my best to try to like mitigate any of that foolishness and horror that he enacted upon people who were just minding their business and existing, enslaving people, torturing people, raping people, hurting people, you know, colonialism, nonsense. And then they get upset. Oh, don't call me a colonist. Well, how'd you get here? How'd you get here? And who'd you, what you take from who? Okay. Um, and I say this as a person who's descended from imports. So I get it. Um, but yeah, PragerU is putting out these videos of uh, uh, <laughs> Christopher Columbus in this video says, think about what the people of the culture would have thought was no big deal. And wouldn't it be better if, you know, you were alive instead of, in, you know, instead of being enslaved, you know, isn't it better to be alive than, you know, and a, and a slave than die? And I'm like, this is awful. Only awful people would think this is a good idea. <laughs> This is revisionist and disgusting and horrible. And you're using one of the worst colonists that ever colonized to do it. Y'all are trash for this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all happening at PragerU. Um, y'all, I, I really, y'all keep, y'all keep sharing these videos, um, <laughs> of this daggone river thing. Um, whew. I changed my name on Twitter. I changed it to Shirley Chisholm's folding chair. Cause you remember what she said? She said, if they don't have a seat at the table for you, bring a folding chair. And so now that <laughs> that's a whole new meaning. Y'all done took Jason Aldean's song, try that in a small town and put it to, um, put it to the videos of the, the Montgomery, um, uh, riverboat brawl. Y'all called this young man who jumped in the water to rescue, to help, to even the odds. Y'all called him Scuba Gooding Jr. You called him Michael B. Phelps. Y'all called him Captain Hook. I'm finished with all of y'all. I can't. Bernie Mackerel took me out. I'm sorry. Scuba Gooding Jr. and Bernie Mackerel are my absolute favorite. I've been hollering. I've been absolutely hollering. Um, I just, y'all... Let me stop. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Reclaim Podcast. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Thank you so much for all of you who are leaving these five-star ratings and letting the folks know how you, how you liking the show. Like, first of all, I appreciate the reviews because I read them because I need to know. I'm like, how am I doing? What do you think? Like, what topics do you want to talk about? And you know what? I might open that up to the Patreon. Like, there's a whole bunch of y'all. There's almost 30 people rolling deep in the Patreon. So shout out to y'all over there. Um, come on, let's make it an even 30, guys. Let's make it an even 30 before the um, the end of August. Let's see if we can do it. Um, but yeah, Patreon, let me know. Let me know um, what y'all want to talk about, what topics y'all think are interesting. Because I want to hear, hear from y'all. I want to talk about the things we talked about. Um. I want to shout out to Allie Link so much. Uh, thank you so much for joining the uh, the dopest group of patrons around. If you want to do- join the dopest group of patrons around and have access to exclusive content, um, paywall free content that I'm working on, um, insights on a special project I'm working on, all that type of goodness that I'm not necessarily sharing on the internet for everybody to see. 
this is for um as the folks the good wonderful hilarious folks over at the friend zone called their gated community i'm like yeah this is like stuff that you know i'm not really ready to share with the world yet but a certain group of folks absolutely you too can join over on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Whitney Elise. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Whitney Elise. Like I said, we have a growing, because a lot of y'all are new here. Um, thank y'all so much for coming over. Uh, growing, thriving community over there. And I appreciate y'all because while I enjoyed making this podcast, and I talked about this at the tippy top of the show, while I enjoy making this podcast, it is a labor and so I appreciate y'all for so continue to support this labor, not just this podcast, but any of the other work that I put out there. I appreciate y'all so much. Um, y'all keep laughing at these memes because I, at this point it's Wednesday and we're still laughing. Um, I adore each and every one of you guys. Please drink your water. Please stay well. Please get your rest and peace y'all.